Welcome and thank you for tuning in to Yusuf on Security, the cybersecurity podcast for everyday defender from analyst to the CSIT in plain English. I had the pleasure of sitting down with Coesis Group. We touched various areas of cybersecurity. I split the talk into two parts as it went on for a bit. Without further ado, here's the first part. Enjoy. So welcome to another episode of Tied Together. I'm your host today, Katrina Logie, and we're going to be talking about cybersecurity and you know what are, what's happening with cybersecurity these days and what are the threats we're facing and, and how do we manage that. And with us today, we have Ibrahim Yusuf, who is security solution architect at Cisco, based out of Dubai. And, you know, You've worked in security for quite a long time, Ibrahim. So welcome to the show first. Yeah, thanks. Thanks a lot. Yeah, absolutely. I've been I've been in security for quite a while, and it's something I definitely enjoy. Why? So, so why do you enjoy? It? Tell us a little bit about how you got into it. Yeah, so cybersecurity is something that really interested me um, ever since I left. Um, really, school, I should say, um, and. That led me to go ahead and do um, my first degree um, at university, um, in which I did a computer science. Um, then I got uh, deeper into it, uh, followed up with a post degree, postgraduate degree um, with a um, master degree in information security, um, and. I never looked back, um, and it's really something up to today. Um, gosh, what was it? Um, since 2002, I should say, um, something that really um, led me one thing to another, and, and I'm still enjoying it. Um, and it's a it's a fascinating it's a fascinating field, and it's something that is extremely rewarding um, when you do see um, the, the the fruition of your work and the the organisations that you are helping um, defend themselves, um, but also. Um, essentially you know keep standing uh, because it's that's really what we're dealing with it's it's an issue that is that is um that is that is becoming harder and harder um so yeah so that's that's essentially how i got into it and that's what led me to to cyber security right so you know you cyber security is, is the practice of protecting systems networks and programs from digital attacks and these cyber attacks are usually aimed at accessing, changing, or destroying sensitive um, information, or you know, extorting money from users, or interrupting normal business processes. So, what? Are, why has it become harder, you know, and more challenging with these types of uh, threats, basically? Yeah, it it became as such in a number of ways, um, and I think the 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 bigger, scarier thing is uh, before. Uh, internet became pervasive um, and internet became a, a lifeline of, of essentially who we are as a society. Um, things were a lot more simple. Um, it was a, you know, a teenager in his bedroom, um, someone who's basically proving himself or herself to, to, um, to test codes and 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 piece of malware, um, but things have changed, isn't it? the The world has moved on to monetize um, what is basically a criminal activity. Um, 
And today, the criminal actors are running business the same way that we are running business. And that's really, that's really what has changed today. It's a business against business. Um, they know what they're doing. Um, they are very well resourced. Um, and they are, they are unrelenting. Um, they, 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 they essentially want the maximum return of investment. Um, let's put it that way. That's really what makes it hard um, for us to, to to cope. So that's the first part. The the other thing is the um, as digital lives are ingrained into our every aspect of our day to day activity, um, we have so many digital assets, machineries, anything that is in your pocket, right? My watch, um, my phone, um, my um, a home assistant and so on and so forth. All of those things are connected to some sort of a network um, that is not necessarily our home network. It's not isolated. Um, it's not segregated from the rest of the um, billions of other connectivity that is dotting around the world. And uh, unfortunately, the bad guys are deep within taking advantage of any loopholes and any mishaps that can occur. Um, that is the second thing. And number three is as we move forward and as we update, as we innovate, as we add more features that you know, customers and individuals are demanding. Um, mistakes are made. Um, things are pushed through the door without much consideration and to be dealt with inverted comma at the latest stage. Um, but the, you know, the praying eyes are, you know, are focused on taking advantage of those, um, of those, um, mishaps. Um, and, and really those are, if I can just really boil it down to those three, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, that's what makes it extremely hard. Right. Okay. So, I mean, there's there's lots of challenges. Like, I mean, can you explain the kind of threats that we have to look out for? I mean, like, for example, phishing and ransomware and, you know, those malware. I mean, you know, can you just explain what they are? Yeah, so um, phishing, you've touched it, ransomware, those are the big names um, that never used to actually make to the, to the mainstream media. But today, um, you, can, you can hear it uh, pretty much um, every other day. Um, so phishing, um, attack um, driven by email email being our number one communication still, um, but also the number one threat vector uh, of infection. And this is what is known in the industry. Email is just really a uh, something that is a a, a, um, a driver of business communication, um, but it's something that unfortunately is bringing those malware. Um, and I'm going to come on to what those malware are and what they do later. Um, bringing to the individual, to the unsuspected. Uh, essentially, employees um, who might not be aware of. Uh, technology or maybe security, etc. Um, and it's a click of a button um, that causes a lot of trouble. And, and time and again, we hear large organizations falling victim um, of these attacks. So, so those are phishing. Um, and phishing can be targeted. So if someone is after you, um, they, can, they can target you. They can be um, essentially researching that individual or that organization um, or that entity um, before they launch some sort of a phishing attack by sending uh, booby trapped documents, etc. 
um, ransomware. Um, it's the lucrative business, unfortunately, of the bad guys today. Um, um, to the point now, you have to protect yourself um, from an insurance point of view, because it became an issue of survival for most of the organizations, um, especially those organizations who do not have um, a number of uh, boots on the ground to really defend, but also to mount um, um, and preventative measures, whether it's technology or know-how and knowledge um, to really run their business. Um, and, and malware essentially is a combination of all of those um, malicious um, um, software. That's what malware stands for. It's that shortening of malware and, and um, um, malicious and software combined gives you the word malware. Um, but the again, I'll, it, it takes me back to to business against business. Whichever way you skin that cat, um, it just boils down to them running business and really becoming a parasite to a legitimate uh, businesses that we actually run. And they want to take advantage of it every single turn. And we have a plethora of technology. There is no shortage of technology to the point that we have too much information. Similarly, we have a lot of technology. I think it's the calibration and the know-how um, and the focus um, and the skill set to run those technology um, to defend ourselves and to defend organizations is what is really giving sometimes, not always, but sometimes the upper hand to the bad guys. Right, 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 right. So as with technology advances, so, so does um, sort of cyber, cyber threats. Absolutely, yeah. 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 And I mean, what are the sort of things? You know, we talked about phishing and malware. I mean, when when was the? Can you give an example of a, of? A, I mean, for example, uh, British Airways the other day, their system went down. I mean, when was the last sort of biggest threat you heard about in terms of company sort of being uh, attacked? Yeah, the big ones, unfortunately, are keep coming um, as waves, um, and those are um, ransomware. Um, that's where they put their money in. That's where they put their strategy and their focus in, because it's the fastest return of investment for the bad guys. I mean, money. <laughs> it, it makes the world round, um, turn around, isn't it? Um, so they do attack large organizations. Um, and I think they probably the infrastructure um, organizations are the heavily targeted. The healthcare um, are the heavily targeted organizations. And these are in the public domain, colonial um, pipeline in the US. That was that was the big um, the big attack um, last year, um, which basically goes what uh, I think the east coast to the south um, of the US. Uh, the the supply um, pipelines completely de- um, 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 essentially stopped um, because the IT systems were locked down. Um, right, so the. The, the Ireland um, Irish Health Executive, that was the other one where um, the entire um, institution of the healthcare system was basically locked down and health ransom. Um, and, and, and all of those are in the public domain, nothing really secret anymore, uh, because they, they, <clears throat> you can't actually hide uh, once, you, once you basically are brought to your knees. Um, and the low list goes on and on and on. Um, so ransomware... <clears throat> 
excuse me, are the ones that are really making the, um, the headlines. The other ones probably is um, attack on the fabrics of the internet, the organizations who probably might be helping other organizations such as um, um, Kazea. And that's an organization that deals with um, remote services, remote management of IT infrastructure of other organizations who might, who might not have the know-how or the number of employees to deal with. Um, and, and they infiltrate to those organizations and deliver their malware as the same way as we deliver a software update, impacting hundreds um, of other um, unsuspected um, customers and on and on and on. And that's really just the... Um, just the latest, um, bigger um, impact. Um, and we can go as bad as, as you can probably imagine, but those are probably most of anyone who's listening today might have heard of what I've actually just said. Um, and it's, it's relentless, um, but, it's, but it's hope because we do have technology um, and we do have um, enough people with skills to cope with um, what we actually see is the calibration um, and really taking preventative um, measures and making use of what you already have that will really turn the tide. Mm -hmm. Okay, so securing your business is as important as running it. And, you know, how do you, what measures should you take, basically, to, to secure your business and your personal information? Yeah, so um, technology, as I said, is, is really um, getting into all part of our lives. So whether you are an individual or running a business, um, it, the approach is the same. Um, business, of course, have um, a lot of mitigation um, to deal with. And, and the larger the business, the more, of course, mitigation um, that you need to put in place to bring that risk to a level that is acceptable to you. Um, but what you need to be aware of is to deal with the move and the change of technology. For example, today we talk about the cloud, right? So before we only had laptops and servers and our data centers or maybe server rooms for those small organizations. But now um, you need to take advantage of the delivery um, and omnipresence of the cloud. Um, so when you now put all your machinery in the cloud, which cloud's definition is someone else's server, you need to take the responsibility that comes with it. Um, it's a shared responsibility of the infrastructure provider and you building and putting data into those infrastructure. So you need to be aware of that and take advantage of that, but also take the responsibility of how to secure those infrastructure and see where that responsibility lies. So that's the first thing. The second thing is the, um, the change of technology in terms of what we're now promoting for every organization to actually put in place. And that's what is called a, um, a SASE, Secure Access Service Edge. And, and that really relates to what I've just said. Access and putting things in the cloud means there is no longer perimeter of what we used to call um, you know, hard from the outside and soft and cushiony from the inside, meaning you used to have a firewall that separates and delineates what belongs to you from what is out there outside of the organization. There is no none of that anymore. Everything is in the cloud. So therefore, you need to adopt that framework, the SASE 
framework. There's a lot of technology. There's a lot of providers. Um, actually, put that in place and have a look as early as possible. So that's one. The other one, which is actually much more important, is the zero trust. When you have access to a machine, when you allow your employee or you log into a laptop or desktop or a smartphone or maybe a critical infrastructure such as a server, should you trust that login once and then give it free ride? No, you shouldn't. You need to have a zero trust and evaluate again and challenge it again and make sure that that individual isn't just allowed once and then forgotten all about it. So that's the second framework, zero trust. And there's a lot of technologies in there. It starts from the secure endpoint to multi-factor authentication to the perimeter and firewalls to the email, which is, by the way, email, as I said, is the number one vector of malware delivery. Phishing, which leads to ransomware account takeovers, or what the FBI refers to as business email compromise, which is a massive business, equal probably to ransomware, because when your emails are taken over, then your accounts and your um, communication of critical um, 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 data is diverted without your knowledge. So SASE, zero trust. And the third one is the one I've already alluded to, the multi-factor authentication. Password essentially is no longer holding up. It's no. Even, um, so if you don't put two factor authentication in, in front of your own bank account, in front of every single application that you are accessing as an organization, um, in front of critical server access or VPN connection access, then you're basically really doing a disservice to your organization. And it's a matter of when, um, when um, the bad guys will take advantage of it. So the posture to us to assume is I will be breached and how far shall I fall, right? That's essentially, unfortunately, what is going on. How far can I fall and how soft can I fall? Because it is a business against business and they have unsurmountable amount of resources and know-how and they are dedicated because they want to do business. Um, so those will be really the... Um, in a nutshell, I know I've given it a lot of details, but essentially what I would say is, is, is a time-tested um, things that we do promote and we do help organizations, including when we turn up on an organization's floor that has completely been decimated. Um, and those are the first things that we put in place for them to, A, stand back on their, on their feet, but also go back to business. Right. Sorry, floor, you said. Floor. Can you... When we actually go on site. And when you actually go on site, I see. So you, you put the infrastructure in place in, yes. or, or at, at their offices. Yeah. So essentially, if, 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 if an organization has been impacted um, and their um, information has been locked or yeah. uh, the critical infrastructure has been impacted and they are no yeah. longer able to function. Um, and we turn up and, you know, because we provide um, incident response and those are the services basically in the industry that helps organization to go back to business and help them to recover. Uh, those are the things that we put in place. We make sure that the connectivity from those organizations are visible, um, that we can weed out any sort of malicious activity going out, um, that we can clean the machines, um, and we can kick the bad guys out of the environment, we can lock them out, and then we can slowly 
recover um, the organization from um, the the impact that they have. Uh, unfortunately, most of the time the technology is there, but it's the know-how, the skill, and the foresight that people um, are really not um, getting up to speed um, on utilizing and taking advantage of um, of using the technology. Um, what we do see is just buying technology and putting the latest and shiny, shiniest on the floor, but really not calibrating or, or, or testing or doing things as much as they do. I mean, I have uh, a vehicle um, which can probably go through dunes, but how much do I actually know about what exactly this machine can do? Um, and it's the same thing for any organization. Um, everyone should really... Be, take the technology um, that they already purchased and they have acquired um, to the fullest content, um, to the fullest um, 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 functionality. And if they don't know how to run it, then bring the vendor who actually gave them so that they can be trained, they can be set up, they can be configured, and they can be taking advantage of every single feature that actually are able to help them before before they actually... Um, go back and say, we've, you know, we've, we've forgot to turn this on. Um, and those are the things that we actually really do when we come to, to organizations. If they don't have it, then we bring our own tools as well. Right. So Cisco is, is massive in cybersecurity. Yeah, Cisco has been investing in cybersecurity for the last, I would say, eight, 10 years. Um, it's, a, um, it's the number one, actually, um, organization that takes the lion's share of security buyers uh, because of the scale um, of what they've been good at. Um, and Cisco is known for their routing and switching and also networking. Um, I mean, two-thirds of data goes through the Cisco networks. Um, and I think it only makes sense to put security on that layer uh, because security now became how much data can you see, how much information can you clean out of what you see traversing your network and how much um, intelligence you can draw out of it because things are no longer run by human beings. Things are run by machinery and AI and machine learning. Um, and those are things that gives um, this massive organization that can ingest um, data um, to take advantage of that, that, that backlog of information that they have and draw um, draw unseen things that we can then apply to the machinery that we give to customers so that they can defend themselves and actually see attacks as they are mounted, not when they happen, as they are mounted, as they are built. Um, because all of these bad guys do need the internet, remember. They need an IP address, they need cloud, they need servers, they need to purchase a um, domains like cisco.com, all of those will be monitored and we see that and we have the infrastructure to look ahead. I won't say um, 100%, but absolutely to a high degree of accuracy to see as attacks are staged on the threat landscape and on the global scene. Um, and since we're sitting on that amount of data, we should be able to make sense of it. And I think that's what we have done. And with that, we came to the end of this first part of this two-part series. I'll see you next week. Until then, take care.